I want to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where I bring on business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them give their top tips for success to you. Um, my name is Adam Torres. Follow me on Instagram, Ask Adam Torres, to keep up with my book releases, book tour, signing schedule, all that good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. Um, and as always, if you'd like to apply to be a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to my website, moneymatterstoptips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. Uh, really excited to have Hugh Massey on the line today. Uh, he is the CEO and, and founder of DNA Behavior. Uh, Hugh, welcome to the show. Thanks, Adam. It's great to be with you. So I, I'm really, I, I've been excited for this interview for a while now. I mean, you've been traveling the world, encouraging entrepreneurs and other leaders to accelerate their performance. And I want to get real deep into that because uh, a lot of my listeners care about that. And obviously, I care about it, too. Um, but before we go into what you're doing now, let's talk about how did you get started as an entrepreneur? Well, I got started as an entrepreneur um, a little bit later than, than than many people do. Adam, I was actually 30 years old, although in reality, I've been doing uh, business deals and exposed to businesses, um, you know, a lot of my life and certainly uh, from around 18 years old. So I always had a little bit of that uh, spirit inside me to be a pioneer, but I did start my initial career as a uh, as, as what you would call in the United States as a CPA and I was in Australia. But then one day I just got to that point where I really wanted my own personal freedom and that was the motivator to to start as an entrepreneur. And so I left the uh, the big corporate world and immediately got my freedom. I didn't necessarily have anything to do, but I had my freedom. I had some objectives that I thought could be achieved in the financial services arena, and step by step, I went out there and uh, and chased after it. So I know a lot. There's a lot of listeners out there that are maybe contemplating, um, you know, going at it alone or go, or becoming an entrepreneur, or leaving their corporate job. And a lot of people started as entrepreneurs to where they were just had that entrepreneurial spirit while they were in their larger framework of a company they worked for. Um, if you could give, you know, the, the Hugh that was just getting started as an entrepreneur at 30, if you could go back and have a conversation and give him some advice, what kind of things would you tell him based off of what you've learned? I think the first thing is to, one, you've got to believe in yourself, and two, you've got to know that it's going to take uh, quite a long time to uh make something. It doesn't all happen overnight. You know, there's not gold bars sitting under the street and if you just go walking down the street, <laughs> that, you can, that you can lift them out. Now, you know, we all know there are case studies out there where people have made money very quickly and very young. And in fact, in my first few years of being an entrepreneur, I actually did do financially quite well. And then as I progressed, I, I, I've made some and lost some uh, in various deals and businesses or just because I was, you know, reinvested the money. But so I think the first thing is, is I would say to people, uh, you've got to have uh, confidence, you've got to believe in yourself and you've got to know yourself. And the one thing that I've, you know, one of the things I really learned about and we've actually, I've actually studied it in recent years is, you know, the traits of an entrepreneur, the first and major one is to have resilience. So you've got to be quite internally strong, uh, and be able to deal with the ups and downs of life uh, 
as you as you go on that journey. Not everything's going to work out the way you think it will, and certainly from a timing perspective, it won't. You've got to be able to change your plans. At, at you know at various points, you've got to be able to deal with lots of different people. Some you'll be, will be trustworthy, others uh, are not. Um, and so I think resilience is a is a huge thing. Obviously, you've got to be able to emotionally handle risk, and you want to be a reasonably creative. Uh, person as well with a, with a strong work, work ethic and have some sort of charismatic ability to get people to follow you on a movement. And if you've got all of that, uh, then it's really, Adam, about finding uh, something that you believe in and identifying a problem in the marketplace that you believe can be solved. And I think once you get those couple of things sorted out, then it's a matter of just going through business plan A to G because uh, there will be varying iterations of that till you get it right. And, uh, you know, you've got to have lots of love and support uh, from family and friends and, and business people as you go through that journey. Um, building relationships is an important thing as well. So uh, you do need to be able to build relationships with people or have somebody on your team who's, who's very relationally strong in the marketplace, I think, as well, to to, to survive out there. So that's that, they're, the, they're the foundational things that I would uh, say to people and I believe a lot of this starts from having the inner inner personal strength, not just an idea, uh, to you know to get cracking out there as an entrepreneur. Yeah, I definitely agree with a lot that you said. Um, and one thing that I one thing that I always like to bring up, and I don't get to talk about it enough, but since you brought it up, I will. Um, is time. So I feel like one of the biggest things that somebody, especially when they're just starting their career, they don't realize is that they have time. They have time to learn. They have time to grow. And one of the great, like, examples I like to bring up is I feel like I was robbed at a, at a pretty young age in, in college because I didn't even know what the concept of gap year was until I went to Europe. And I'm like, oh, some people take a year off before college or after college before they get into their – and I didn't I didn't know about any of that. Like, when I was – um, and I think it gives um, young people or people that are just graduating or getting into their career this unrealistic expectation, at least in the United States, um, that, that they're supposed to be immediately successful, that they're not supposed to fail, that they're not supposed to move from job to job, that they're not supposed to have a lot of losses because it's, it's just one of those things culturally to where it was like, oh, I thought I had to graduate in two years or three years or the quickest because then you have to go do this, then you have to do this. and the idea of time, now that I look back, I'm like, oh, why didn't I take a year off? That would have been nice <laughs> and travel or do something else. I want a gap year. I feel robbed. <laughs> um, but I love all of that. <laughs> yeah, I think time, there's many dimensions to it. I think, uh, Adam, you just brought up a good one, is that there's no hurry to be out there to be successful or to start something up. I think you want to enjoy your younger life make great friends, see some of the world, have different experiences, try some things out. And I think another thing is is that I, I believe it's very dangerous out there to be measuring yourself against others and what they've done at a certain age to say, you know, like a, a guy said to me the other day, well, I'm approaching 40 years old and most of my friends have already built and sold a business and if I don't do it by then, I'll look like I'm a loser and a failure. And I just thought that's, if that's influencing your decision making, that must mean the foundation of your life is pretty weak and you're going to make a pretty bad business decision. Um, and so I think when people start benchmarking themselves against others, 
it, it, it's really bad. It's just like saying, oh, gee, you've got to make your first million dollars worth of, of revenue in the side three years, otherwise you're no good. Well, that's, again, uh, completely, completely wrong. Um, I think it's more about getting the right alignment between who you are, the talent, skills, the marketplace, and, and letting it happen. Um, and, and, and if you've got the right thing, eventually the, it will take off. You'll hit traction and the results will come pretty quick. Um, and otherwise, if you push it too fast, you may blow it up before it's even got started and, 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 and blow yourself up and be extremely stressed. And that's, you know, I don't believe that's what you need to do uh, to, to, you know, to be successful. So I, I do think patience is important out there. Of course, there's a time when you've got to accelerate and uh, the business is moving forward and you want to take, take every opportunity that you can. But I, I don't believe uh, that it needs to be full acceleration the whole time. And, and there's a right time to do it. You've got to be able to pick energy. So that's my long-winded response, Adam, to that, because I, I agree with you. I think patience and time is a big thing, and most people don't manage that properly. And take a vacation at some point in life. And, I'm, and yeah. people, people that people that know me, like know me, know me, they're gonna say this guy's a hypocrite. He never does. But I'm learning too. You know, we're we're all works. We're all we're all working on it. Okay, let's uh, yeah, let's, trans- <laughs> let's transition a little bit, Hugh. Um, I want to talk more about what you're doing um, as CEO and founder over at DNA Behavior. So, um, who are your clients? How do you help people? So our clients. Uh, 50% of them would be in the financial services industry and in particularly uh, the wealth management area. So there's a new subset in the fintech arena called WealthTech and we have an online financial personality management solution called Financial DNA that helps wealth management firms understand the behavior of their clients and also the advisors. And, you know, in the end of the day, what we're trying to do is help financial services firms deliver a more personalized wealth management experience uh, based on uh, knowing who they are in terms of their behavioral traits. So that's sort of that. And that was the uh, the foundational product that got DNA behavior going. Uh, and, and, you know, today it's still growing, in fact. Um, you know, I was out last week at, at, at an event at UCLA University in Los Angeles with, with a professor that's been, you know, working on this with some Nobel uh, Prize winning uh, professors for the last 30 years. And, and, you know, I think we both agree this area is really coming to the fore now. So it's, it's, it's a very interesting experience. Um, and again, it plays to patients. Uh, you know, both of us knew this was right. And it's a matter of plugging away at it. And, 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 and you know, we're creating the market for it. So I think that's very exciting, you know, to be able to deliver people online and in a scalable way, a personalized uh, financial planning experience that, that speaks to who they are. That's the first thing. And then the other area is we do more work in the, uh, in the workplace around, uh, you know, organizational development, team development, career building, um, you know, leader development, uh, all, all down those channels with large corporates and, and even smaller corporates, again, using behavioral insights. What do you think some of the, I know, I know other than the financial um, um, industry, because you mentioned that, what are some of the other huge opportunity areas in terms of industries that you find um, are out there? 
Well, it's an interesting question. We, we have uh, focused ourselves on financial services, mm. but there are many, many other industries out there. And, you know, for the sorts of products that we offer, all the solutions that we bring to the table, those industries that are very, you know, rely very strongly on relationship, mm -hmm. uh, communication between the organization selling or providing them with a product or service, is very important to so where they're trying to build more intimacy. And so actually the number one industry that, and we've not really gone in there yet because I haven't found the right players to do it and set ourselves up, but I would do it, is healthcare. I knew and it. So, I was going to say, I was sitting here thinking, I wrote down healthcare. I was like, I know he's going for it. <laughs> Go ahead, please. I was yeah. waiting for you. I was waiting for you. I, was, I wrote it down, healthcare. I was like, <laughs> Go ahead, please. <laughs> And I think if you're an entrepreneur, depending on what product and solution you've got, clearly financial services is a big one. There's many opportunities across the fintech space. But I think the health tech space is equally exciting, if not, if not, maybe it's even more exciting. Uh, you know, and, 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 and today, more than ever, um, the way in which hospitals, patient care uh, suppliers or deliverers deal with the patient is ever more increasingly important to their success. It's not just about giving somebody a tablet and a diagnosis. You know, it, it, it's about understanding them, the relationship, uh, how they're managed at, at all stages of uh, the healthcare delivery. And, you know, there's many levels to this. And I think it's, it, it is an area that's not been tapped uh, yet, that, 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 that's uh, completely open. Sure, there are firms out there that, would help a doctor sell some more services by telling them, you know, the types of patients that they could go after in a particular channel. But, you know, that's good, but that's not what we do. We would we would be more about how you build the relationships with those new patients or, or dental patients or how a hospital services a family when they come in. Uh, you know, this is multidimensional, but it's huge and relatively untapped. And yeah, that's definitely. just what we do, let alone let alone all the other health technologies that are out there to deliver, you know, superior patient care. I mean, I've had a, a, a child that's had to have some um, operations in the last couple of years and just seeing, you know, the dramatic uh, improvement in, in the technology to enable, you know, pretty, pretty serious surgeries to be done relatively safely. It's just amazing. Yeah, and I um and I I see it definitely because what I what I see what you do overall I mean it's relationship management is what it is and yeah. obviously and obviously um on the finance side that one is a more defined space but I mean when we think defined I mean financial planning proper as a coin term is only around since like the seventies anyway prior to that it, there wasn't the term if you will but I see that also um transitioning into um to healthcare for sure what you're doing. And also, and I guess the, the the generic term would be bedside manner right now, or something of that nature. But that's just between the doctor and the patient. It's not really the relationship management between the patient and the overall process. So I, I see it definitely, um, and I'm glad um, I'm glad I brought it up, and you or you brought it up. Excuse me. Um, no, all great stuff. So if somebody wants to find out more information about um, about DNA behavior. Um, what, how, how do they how do they find you or find the company? So the best place to go is our website at uh, dnabehavior.com, and that can be the start of the journey to find 
any any of our uh, three primary uh, product ranges, being financial DNA, which is at financialdna.com, there's businessdna.com and communicationdna.com, you know, and there's a plethora of uh, enterprise-based services and technologies that we have there to uh, to access. So that so I would say to anyone listening to the call today or the podcast today to go to uh, dnabehavior.com and, and you can start learning there and there are trials you can do and uh, me or anyone on our team would be happy to, to talk to any of the listeners today. Awesome. Well, hey, Hugh, I really appreciate your time today and coming on the show. Uh, and to the listeners, as always, uh, thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to head on over to DNA Behavior um, to check out what they're doing. And as always, ask Adam Torres on Instagram to keep up with my book releases, all that good stuff. Love to connect with you there. And if you'd like to apply to be a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, moneymatterstoptips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right. Thank you again, Hugh. I appreciate your time. Take care.